Scottish Football Forums podcast. The dream team continues into a third week in a row here. As a <laughs> don't snigger. <laughs> as a welcome, Chris and Greg. Hello, guys. Hi, Chris. Hi. How are we doing? All right. Dream team. We're more like that soap opera. It was in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just wait, every week something's going to go wrong. We'll be in a plane crash next week. <laughs> I thought I'd, I thought I'd big us up. Somebody's got it. Yeah. So on this week's show, we've got the the Scottish Cup quarterfinals to review. We'll look at the the semi final draw. There was one SPL game this weekend. We'll have a look at that and and see how badly we've done in our predictions. Look at the Paul Ban charity bet last week and give an update on whether it won or lost. I think we can all guess. And look at Paul's selections for next weekend. And we will look ahead to the SPL games. We've got almost a full card next weekend. Minus, of course, Celtic and Kilmarnock, who are in the League Cup final. So before we get into things, did you listen to the podcast last week? And did you listen to the, the intro and the outro that I managed to fade in and fade out? I did, I actually, it's very professional sounding. Well done. <laughs> Aye, I was quite pleased with it, actually. I managed to get the, use the right clips. Aye, Laurie will be impressed, no? You'll, you'll not have any complaints this week, well, certainly not about the intros and outros. <laughs> I have a decision to make, whether he wants to come back now. He just leave you to it. Well, now that we've, now that I've mentioned, it's a dream team. <laughs> I don't know. He's going to have to work hard to get back in the team. <laughs> you might not want to come back. Depends what the result is next weekend. But we'll come to that. <laughs> so the first, uh, there was only one game in the SPL. So I thought we'd start off with that, and that was Inverness against Kilmarnock, which ended one apiece. Now. I've got to I've got to say that the, the Kilmarnock goal was a comedy classic with oh, the ball. Brilliant goal. The, Absolutely brilliant strike. <laughs> the ball was pinging about at the edge of the box and and it, it dropped to Gullibar and it looked like he, he almost fainted for an overhead kick and then decided <laughs> that the best option was to lob it in his own top corner. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet if he tried that on a training ground around a hundred times he'd miss every time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, if he was shooting, yeah. I I just don't know what was going through his head. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's after the Stephen Craigan OG of the season award there. <laughs> at the moment he's he's right up there, up there along with Craigan smashing the back of the Ibrooks for a bit two yards out. So Aye, that, that, that was good. Aye. Aye, but then well he, he did make up for it by scoring a goal which was a little bit easier, to be honest. It was uh, a it's a whole inch out yeah. off the goal. <laughs> I thought Cam- was there a hit offside though? That's the, the big question. I thought there was maybe a. He seemed like he was behind the goalkeeper and all the defenders. And it's not as if he got it off a, def- off a, a defender and he got it from one of his teammates. So I think yeah. it's a hit offside though. I, 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 I think you're right. I think there probably was. But I don't think anybody was really caring because it was Inverness Kilmarnock. So <laughs> people just let it go. <laughs> Nobody's going to be watching anyway. Nobody gives a monkey. So I just came it. Uh, maybe you're right though, Greg. Because uh, it does seem to be if it's an old firm, one old firm, then. The papers are all over it and we're all calling yep. for people's jobs. Yep. The television replays and going technology, it's all, that's what we require. Unless it's a Vanessa Kilmarnock, in which case, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> so the, the match finished one apiece and in the predictor, I went for a 2-0 victory to Inverness. Greg went 0-0, so you would have got a point in the predictor. Chris, you went 1-0 to Inverness. I blame Cammy Bell. He had a really good game. Oh, he was superb. <laughs> I forgot to see the highlights. It was a good few saves he made. 
Best I would have done was a point, obviously, because Kilmarnock scored. But I think he's uh, he's he's managed to earn Kilmarnock that point rather than uh, Inverness not being able to score it. No, I think I think Gullibar had more of a part to play in it, to be honest. Oh, he cancelled himself <laughs> out. So, Luke Gullibar is not each. <laughs> so moving on to the, the Scottish Cup and the quarterfinals. And the first game up was on Saturday lunchtime. And it was on BBC One. And it was Hearts versus St Mirren. Which, well, having seen all the games now, I think this has to be the, the game of the round. A, a classic cup tie. Uh, I'm not sure what happened with uh, the first goal when St Mirren managed to hit the free kick through that ridiculously large hole in the wall. I, I don't know what was going on there. I, we've all played football, uh, not at the highest level, of course, but we've all played football and that wouldn't even happen in our games. It's just, I don't know what the, what they were thinking with that hole. No, it was almost a two-part wall. <laughs> and for yeah. some reason, they decided we'll have a wall here and a wall here. We'll try this and see what happens. Or the balls went through the gap. Surprisingly, <laughs> yeah, if, if, the, if the keeper set that one up, then he must be doing it deliberately, expecting that he hit it through the gap in the wall. Therefore, he's got to be confident if he comes through the gap in the wall, he's got it covered. But as you saw about 30 seconds later, he was he was nowhere near it. So, strange decision. And if, if Laurie was on the podcast this week, I'm sure he would have said that Scatcher scored with his head, but we all know he'd done it with his shoulder. His shoulder. <laughs> shoulder or day. Shoulder or that big nose of his, one or the other. <laughs> Oh, and the, the, the deflection at the end to make it two apiece with Hasselbank. I, oh. I don't know what he was trying to do, to be honest, because <laughs> he was hitting nowhere near the goal, but for it to sneak in like that, that's just heartbreaking. It was a bit. I mean, it's especially heartbreaking given the, the goal that they were denied just at the end of the first half. That was a terrible offside decision by Craig Beatty. Oh, yeah, yeah. And did you see, we had an interview after the game, and he said that he'd spoke to the linesman at half-time, and he asked, like, was he offside? And the linesman said, I don't know. <laughs> Would you put a flag up for that? <laughs> That's bizarre. Yeah. yeah. I'm not really sure what was going on there. <laughs> I wish yeah. he told us what was said next. But maybe he couldn't do it for TV. <laughs> I thought I thought Beatty played well, though. He took his goal well. And, and certainly first half, he looked pretty lively. I think he maybe ran out of steam a wee bit. Well, t- 20 minutes to go. But he looks as though he might be, he might be a decent signing for us. Oh yeah, I he does. He looks pretty solid. Well, it's good to see him doing well again. I always quite liked him when he was at Celtic. And out, he never quite rose to the the occasion when you needed him to for us. But he seems to have matured a bit. And I'd like to wish him all the best. But we might get him in the next round of the cup. So <laughs> yeah. So the the game itself finished two apiece, and I'll go to a replay. And the predictor, I went for a two 0 victory to Hearts. Greg, you went 1-0 to St Mirren, and Chris, you went 1-0 to Hearts. So the next game up on the Saturday was Ayr against Hibs, which, from what I've seen in the highlights, did look a bit of a stroll for Hibs. Ayr had a couple of chances near near the end of the highlights, but, but nothing major. O'Donovan, I thought he'd done well to get his goal with a bit of an unorthodox header from a, a deep free kick, and he just simply helped it on really into the corner. The, the penalty, I don't think there's any complaints about that because Osborne was, he was manhandled to the ground. No complaints at all. And then Griffiths hit a, an old school penalty kick right in the top corner. So, easy one for Hibs then. I think, I think maybe one or two folk thought it might be a bit of a banana skin heading down to Somerset, especially given the record in the Cups recently. They've, they've, they've always done pretty well down there, but I think Hibs getting the two goals pretty early on. 
uh, more or less, more or less killed the ties. I say earlier, I didn't actually watch the highlights. I couldn't tell you whether he come back into the game as such. But a two 0 after maybe half an hour, I think it gives him a mountain to climb. Um, it's a good result for Hibs. Yeah, I think they can find themselves in this situation where they're near the bottom of the table, but possibly in a possibly in the Hamden final. Who knows? I've got a lot. I don't know much about this game at all. I was getting annoyed because I couldn't listen to the the radio on my iPod. <laughs> yeah, I seen your tweet. <laughs> <laughs> There's some weird thing that the, the contractual obligations stopped you listening to it online as well. It was weird. So I think whatever uh, app I use on my iPhone just doesn't let you... I picked up the same feed and that wasn't letting me listen to it. So I went away and off. <laughs> went and listened to some podcasts instead. The, the, the biggest surprise when, was when you were admitting you were away doing the housework. Couldn't believe that. <laughs> you are definitely in the wind-up. I actually was. That's a sad thing. <laughs> then you're Ireland. <laughs> I just had a, a mental image of Amway's pinny on. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the game itself finished 2-0 to Hibs. I predicted a 2-1 victory to Hibs, so I was pretty close. Greg, you went 2-1 to air, so you were just, that's just terrible. Ever the romantic. Aye, that's it. And Chris, you went 3-1 to Hibs. So, fairly close. So that was the games on Saturday and on Sunday, the first game up. On TV was Dundee United against Celtic. And, well, we'll start with the predictions here because I, I thought Dundee United would have had a good chance. I predicted that they would win this 2-1. Greg was was hopeful for a draw, two each. Chris, you thought it would be a narrow victory for Celtic. I don't think any of us predicted that it would be a, a 4-0. Hmm, do I want to use the word drubbing? I think going in the second half, it was a drubbing. But going on the first half, I thought that Dundee United were the better team up until Robbie Nielsen stupidly got sent off for the elbow in Samaras. I thought up until that moment, uh, United, I think it was Russell, had a pretty good chance. I thought that they were, Daly was causing problems up front. And, well, I had a bet on Russell and 1-0 United, a scorecast, and I, I thought that was a good chance of coming up. But Nielsen got sent off, which rightly so. I think he was silly doing that. Uh, there was no need for it, especially the, the place on the pitch it was. And he was on a yellow card as well. So even if the referee had just went for the yellow, he was off the pitch. Following on from that, I thought Celtic, it was just a matter of time before they took the lead. And, and they did, I think it was Joe Ledley, scored the first. Yep. Samaras managed to get the second after after getting instruction from Neil Lennon to use his head. <laughs> and Stokes managed to get the third before Brown converted the penalty to, to complete the score and to make it 4-0 so Nielsen's elbow, I don't think there can be any complaints for the red card there No, I don't think so, I mean I was behind the goal at the game and it, it looked to us that it just went in with his fist and punched him but obviously I've seen the, the replay and if anything the replay looked worse than when I'd seen it in life it was just he, he, he actually goes in with his forearm and then lifts it up into his nose yep. yeah. it's, it's just a horror and I don't know what Nielsen's thinking there if I, if I was his teammate I'd be kicking the lumps out of him at half time because he pretty much ruined that game for United because yeah. up until that point like you say United were probably a better team and even after it I thought it looked pretty even. It never looked like it was 11 versus 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was only, maybe when it got to 2-0 at that point, then Celtic started getting a, a bit more sort of confidence and started running the game a bit more. And eventually 4-0, I think, flattered Celtic because I don't think it was 4-0 in that game. But, I mean, good goals for Joe Ledley. Uh, I, I really liked Stokes' goal. 
purely because he'd missed an absolute shitter a couple of minutes earlier. <laughs> oh, that was a beauty. He just decided <laughs> just to blast it for some reason. <laughs> At the bar. Then he got a chance to see Bo. To be fair to him, he was on Twitter about half an hour after the game. <laughs> Tweeting Sibo himself. It's obviously <laughs> tell the fans. I was, I was uh, speaking to a guy who was at the game. He was in the United end, and I was asking him, "Were the Celtic fans really going Sibo, Sibo?" <laughs> I, I, I couldn't believe it. Saying Sibo, long memories. Right, well, it's just taking a chant now for that awful bus. I think Sibo seems to have overtaken Van Vossen. Yeah, I, he's the one that sticks out for me. But it was, a, it was a pretty bad miss. But I mean, fair play to him. I mean, a good striker will just put the bad miss behind him and be in the box next time to get the goal. And Stokes has done that, so that made it 3 0. And then the penalty for Samaras, there's a wee bit of doubt whether it was inside the box or not. I, I thought it was inside the box at the time. I've seen the replays in the telly. It's on the line, maybe. I, I don't know which side of the line. Maybe getting the benefit of doubt. Aye. But at that point, at 3 0 up already. Does it really matter? I think it was it was a foul. I, I don't think there's any debate in that. Yeah. But Samaras, come on, he, he made such a big deal about it. And there's <laughs> there's no way that's natural if all he done. It's no. just it's terrible. I just don't know why players do that when we can all see that it is a foul. I mean, he he definitely made the most of it. But I'm I'm not going to feel uh, too badly about it because he was kind of treated a bit badly by Nielsen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair, he took his goal well. I mean. Well, I say he took his goal well. I think the, the majority of the work on that was the, the cracking ball for Charlie Mulgrew for the free kick. All Samaras had to do was get up and get his head on it. Yeah. And Lennon was talking about, uh, they were asking him after the game, uh, they said, oh, so we've seen that you shouted to Samaras, he said, use his head more, and then he comes up and he, he scores the header. And Lennon was, said something along the lines of, uh, it's no wonder he was a bit reluctant to use his head with his sore nose. <laughs> they had him off the side of the pitch and they were they were getting no Vaseline on him. It's like a boxer ready to go back out for round three. <laughs> what are those things they give you to stick up your nose anyway? Is it cotton wool or is it actually specially designed things? I, I think I seen them referred to on Twitter yeah, yesterday's nasal tampons. <laughs> <laughs> and what what was going on when Zaluska came on? to get the, the final two minutes. What's that all I about? I have absolutely no idea what that's about at all. My my best guess is that we've flung him on so that he's actually got some playing time. So should we go on and win the cup, he can get a medal. That's my best guess. I've just, other than that, I have no idea. Yeah, I wasn't sure if, if that comes into it when you when you do get the medals handed out. Because surely that's the only reason because Foster looked fine when he came off. and I don't know. He's... Actually, what difference does that make? I've just He played against Peter Head. We were all laughing at David Proven, no getting it right for 90 minutes of the game. Oh, <laughs> I right, keep, yeah. keep calling him Fraser Foster. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> I, I think Ian Crocker was at it as well, wasn't he? I think they both got it, yeah. Aye, so, so moving on to the, the match uh, that Greg's looking forward to covering. Aye. And that's Motherwell against Aberdeen. And Greg's favourite man, Bruni, gets his, gets one up on his, his old club. Aberdeen won it's about, this. It's about time, isn't it? <laughs> Aberdeen won this one, two-one, and I, th- I thought it was a decent game from what I seen. I didn't watch it live, unfortunately, but I, I seen the highlights. I thought it was decent. I thought that well, we're going to have to talk about the the Lasley challenge on Fivey. I don't think there's any any debate there. I think it's a definite red card. It was late. It was dangerous, but I agree with with Brun. 
when he was saying that uh, I don't think there was any murder in mind, really. I just think it was just a, a poor challenge. I think he's, I don't know, I've been reading quite a bit online and Twitter and various things today and on the forum as well. Somebody posted some stuff on it, but I, not trying to defend him because it was it was a horrible, it was a horrible tackle. And if anybody saw the papers today, um, they'd, they'd a nice close-up of it as well. Oh, it's horrible. But I think in his defence, I think he was having a bad game. Well, he, he was having a bad game. There's no two ways about it. He's obviously frustrated that he's having a bad game. He's frustrated that we're, we're 2-0 down at that point and that things just weren't really looking like they were going to happen for us on the, on the pitch. And sometimes... I think sometimes he lets a red mist descend on him. He, st- he would still have been bealing about the uh, about the dodgy decision for the first goal, which we'll talk about in a minute. But I think oh. he's, he, he's he's just got himself in a state where he's, he, he tends to do right. He lunges into tackles where he doesn't need to do it. Because if you look where the ball is, it's almost in the centre circle. I mean, the guy's going nowhere. I mean, it's not as if he's, he's, he's running through and goal and he's decided to side him down. He's just chucked himself into a daft tackle. And I'm pretty sure when he sees... When he sees the replays again and, and the photographs today, he'll be he'll be a wee bit disappointed with himself because, as much as I know he's never had his favourite player, I, I, I really don't think he's got that nasty streak in him. But end of the day, only he knows whether he's he's going to try and and to try and do the boy. But I, I really hope it isn't. Ah, he's such a nice guy. There's so many people said that yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Neil McCann say it in the studio after the game, and then obviously the sports scene last night, even Craig Brown was saying, ah, he's a nice guy. I can't believe he would have meant that. Uh, and then Pat Nevin was saying, ah, I've been for a pint with him and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, we get the picture. He's a nice guy. He's still putting a horror tackle. So, how Aye. is Fivey then? Who defended it? I haven't heard. I don't. I don't know. I think I'm maybe still waiting to hear about the results of scans and stuff. Are. I know Craig Brown said it was a naughty challenge, <laughs> which was a bit creepy. He went to in the crutches yesterday, so I think he's. Uh, I think he was going for a scan today, but I've not heard. I've not heard how he is. So hopefully he'll be alright. I wouldn't like to see any any damage come at the boy as long as he's not fit for Saturday. Then he's done his job. No, I wouldn't bet not. Is uh, wisely suspended for next Saturday then? There's a bit of debate about that. Somebody was saying last night if it was if he's sent off for violent conduct, then I think yes he would be suspended. Yeah. But I don't think that was the case. I think it was reckless, whatever. So I've, I've got a funny feeling he's 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 um, eligible to play. But um, the way he's picking up bookings this season, he'll be he'll be suspended just shortly again. Picking up cards like like sweeties at the moment. Right, this is hot off the press. Lasley said, first of all, apologise to Fraser for the tackle, although I can assure everyone there was no malice in it and was genuine attempt for the ball. And then later on in the same article, it says, Lasley, who's been sent off twice against Hearts this season, will miss the Clydesdale Bank Premier League games against Aberdeen and Kilmarnock, but receives no further punishment. So there we go. Right, well, that's, he's, he's going to be um, he's going to be made pay for his uh, made paid for his indiscretion there if he's, if he's missing Saturday's game and that's a bit of a nightmare for us, really. We're already missing Hutchison and, and Clancy Saturday from the from the centre of defence. Craig got injured in the warm-up yesterday, so I don't know whether he's going to be fit for Saturday either. So we could we could end up having to field uh, Page and, and maybe one of the under-19s up against a, a pretty physical Aberdeen side. Uh, so yesterday, I think we could be in for a, maybe a repeat of the result. But. So, Do you think Aberdeen will play the full team though? Because Aberdeen must be looking at this season now thinking top six might be beyond us. Let's keep the players for the Scottish Cup. Nah, I would I would fancy they would I would fancy they would put more or less the same team out as they did in the as they did at the weekend to be honest. Because even though you're right, they're still in 
I mean, they're still in the cup, and yeah, the, the chances are it might be a cup final in it. But I mean, I think you're putting a lot of a lot of your uh, eggs in one basket if you're if you're sort of going down that route. And I don't, I don't think the Aberdeen fans would appreciate that either, to be honest, because we're still talking. All right, they've got a semi-final coming up, but you've still got a few games away for doing that. But no, I, I would think I would think they would be keen to come out on Saturday and uh, and give us a doing again. They've still got a chance at top six, so it's, it's maybe maybe a slim chance, but I think they've got to still go for that. Yeah, no. Given their given their record since the turn of the year as well, I'm not, I'm not surprised that they're starting to edge up the table because they've they've put together a really good yep. a really good run. But back back to yesterday's game, they I mean the first goal and uh, well, really I suppose the talking point is the is the corner kick it was given in the lead up to the goal, and I don't I normally sit directly behind where the linesman was when he when he gave that um, gave the decision, but I was over in the other stand yesterday in the main stand, so I was kind of quite far away, so I didn't really see. To be honest, I couldn't have told you who kicked it out, but you could tell by the reaction of the um, of the Motherwell players and the, and the supporters around about that he'd clearly got it wrong. But even that decision aside, the corner that comes in for there is one that we should be defending um, every day of the week. And we just, I think they maybe lost a wee bit of concentration and uh, paid the price because it, it was a decent knockback and a, and a nice finish for a big man. So three, three minutes gone and one nil down and you, you just tend to kind of think it's maybe not going to be your day, but um, that's then compounded when you got up there in the other end of the park and I mean Higdon I suppose he was manhandled to the ground but to be honest I don't I don't think there was a great deal on that to be fair no I, th- I thought it was a penalty because the guy had so. both arms round his round his back giving him a week if, if you watch Big Higdon though he's, he's pretty good at this he, he'll back in mm-hmm. he wasn't really off the ground very much but he was he was pedalling back and it's one of these it's, sometimes you get them sometimes you don't I mean every day they shout for it but I'm I'm pretty sure 50% of the people were surprised when the when the ref pointed at the spot, but when the big man steps up to to put it away and he's he scored twice against Hibs from the spot, and um, it's not a great penalty to be honest. That was poor, very poor. Good height for the goalkeeper. Yeah, exactly that. I mean, at the game I was sitting down, down the other end, so it was kind of difficult to tell, but um, it looked as though I'd, he'd hit it that sort of two or three feet off the ground, which if the keeper goes the right way, he's saving it all day long. So I think that sort of compounded the. Uh, Sort of compounded things for us, and then of course um, we we lost Hutchison uh, through concussion as well. He went up for a went up for a high ball. With, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the Aberdeen forwards and a really horrible clash of heads. The two of them were down for a wee while, and then maybe sort of ten minutes later, I think they were both eventually um, substituted off. And Hutchison certainly had a he had a concussion. He was he was putting on Twitter this morning, so he was more than a bit sore head. We brought Page on, brought young Page on, and he's. I saw I saw him play against Queen's Park in the cup game as well, and, and he's a young bag, a young guy, but he just doesn't look comfortable at the back. And sure enough, Aberdeen got another decent breakaway and a, a reasonable ball into the box. But again, if 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 you're on your game, then you're you're doing enough to either clear that ball, or certainly put the forward under a bit of pressure. But we we did nothing. Pace got dragged inside, and to be fair, it was a it was a really good finish for the big man. He took it well. I think the, the Rory Fallon finish for the second goal was it was a good finish and there's there's a lot of people praising him for his composure, but I think that was more down to the fact that he he, he ditched his marker. Yep. I th- the, the the main part of that move is when he peels away, and gives him the time and space to have the composure to hit the strike. Aye, I the think fact, he, he definitely sold Page, because um, he was tracking them back and he's uh, he's going to adapt to to the penalty spot like you're saying, Chris. He's just taking a couple of steps back and Page is he's nowhere, and uh, he's tucked it away, but. Yeah, I fair play, it was a good finish. I was chuffed with that. It's, it's a kind of volley that, that I do quite often myself. 
the ball's coming in, you've got quite a, few, quite a while to think about it, and then you just swipe it thin air, and the ball bounces <laughs> fast. Aye. Uh, I mean, that was it really for the, for the first half, and it two down. I think everybody was sort of looking, looking at each other, thinking this isn't going to happen today, because we, to be honest, we hadn't played well first half. Um, we created, we created little in the way of chances, and um, second half started and we looked a wee bit better, maybe a wee bit more positive. But again, a lot of huffing and puffing, and not a lot of sort of final, um, final result. And to be fair to Aberdeen, they were when they were defending, they were coming back in numbers as well and making it pretty difficult for us. So we just kind of get the ball moved fast enough. Lasley goes and gets himself sent off as well. So uh, to be honest, at that point, uh, the game is pretty much up. Same that we pegged one back. Pegged a, um, pegged the goal back. Good work for Haley as well. It was one of the few times he got forward yesterday. Him and Humphrey combined well. He's cut it across, but again, the goalkeeper should be goalkeeper should be saving that every day of the week. He's just let it squirm under his squirm under his arms, and Nicky Laws come in to finish it. So it was a wee bit of a lifeline, but it made for an interesting last ten minutes. But I just, I just I never felt as though we were we were ever going to um, we were ever going to score another. And to be honest, I wasn't that disappointed because the thought of going up to Petardry midweek. Was not one that was filling me with much uh, much enthusiasm to be fair. It was a good old fashioned cup tie at the end of that game actually. Mm, goalkeeper up for a corner and, yep. <laughs> and then that Aberdeen player trying to score that goal and missing entirely. I missed it for the halfway line. That was that was surprising because you could oh. see the ball sort of trickling towards it and Aberdeen fans starting to jump up and down and then slowly <laughs> not jumped up and down <laughs> as it crawls past the post. But that was just a thing that I would have added insult to insult to injury for that one. But it was it was strange because they'd um, we went and sent the big Randolph up for a corner and left Hamill at the back, but I don't know. I don't really see the point of that. It's the point of leaving one man at the back. Basically, just throwing everybody forward for it. But it was a it was a last ditch uh, attempt. And seeing that Clancy was unlucky so a couple of minutes beforehand, a big long ball punted through, and he's 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 taken a great touch on it and volleyed it, and it was a it was a decent save for Brown as well. He got his hands to it, but. Fair play to Aberdeen. I said this in the I think I said this in the forum last night. I, I thought they deserved to hedge it based on based on the, uh, the overall game on Saturday and Sunday, so can't have too many complaints. And to be honest, I'm not, I was saying this as well, I'm really not that bothered about the Cup this year, because I think, having watched the the uh, Celtic game earlier, and once once every new Celtic goes through, I think, I think we've got their name in the trophy. I don't see there, I don't see there being anybody left in the competition that can stop them. I think Dundee United probably had the best, um, the best chance of doing that, but the teams that are left in it, I think it, I think it could be curtains. Ah, it's, it's difficult to predict. Uh, well, I think maybe we should move on to the the semi final draw then, and uh, which was made, and the draw is Aberdeen against Hibs, and that's on Saturday the the fourteenth of April at quarter past twelve, on BBC and Sky Sports. I can't remember seeing that before when they've been on both. Yeah, that's unusual. Uh, and Celtic drew St Mirren, or Hearts, obviously because St Mirren and Hearts drew, they need to replay that. That's on Sunday the 15th of April, and that's on, I think it's Sky Sports, but I'm not sure. Hi, Greg, you were mentioning that you can see Celtic going all the way, but I think the, I think Aberdeen and Hibs are going to be happy with the, with their draw. I mentioned it on the forum, and, and one of the responses was uh, asking whether that was a bit disrespectful, but I think that, that looking at the league table, uh, Apologies to St Mirren because I'm, I'm almost assuming that Hearts will go through. But I think that Aberdeen's going to be happy getting Hibs. Hibs aren't really firing in the league and Hibs 
I think they're going to be happy with Aberdeen because of the other teams that are left, I think they're the, the easier option. I definitely everybody wants to avoid everybody wants to avoid Celtic in the lead up to it and um, maybe get them in the final. And I think I think you're right with it with the Hibs Aberdeen game. Based on their based on their record this year, I think you've got to favour Aberdeen. Um Aberdeen for that time. I'm not so sure Hearts are going to have a, a very easy job through in Paisley though, because I was pretty impressed with St Mirren on Saturday and I think they might they might be ruining one or two missed chances earlier on in that game because they they tucked a couple away earlier. They might have put a bit more pressure on Hearts, and Hearts notoriously don't travel that well. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that one in Paisley, I think that could maybe go extra time, maybe a wee bit further. But uh, I, regardless who gets through that, I think Celtic will dispatch them in the semi-final with, with too much trouble. Uh, I know what you're saying about that game. It was a, it was a very strange game, and St Mirren seemed to dominate it. Got the goal, and then. Team to dominate even more, but never put the ball in it. Then Hearts got a goal against the runner play. Then Hearts seemed to finish stronger. Got the second goal in the second half. Looked like they were going to hang on, and then St Mirren nicked a goal for pretty much nothing. So I think you're right. I think that one could go all the way. Could go to penalties, and I think Hearts won't be looking forward to that, given their penalty shootout. Uh, well, not so much their penalty shootout record, just their penalty record this season. Oh, it's terrible, yeah. Hello, beat him, maybe. Oh, you need five people that can take care of this one. <laughs> you just change your shirt. That one then change your shirt and back up. <laughs> yeah, I was looking back at the the record of the, the Scottish Cup and well, I, was, I was looking at uh, Hibs' record, which is, is pretty terrible. It was in, in 1902, <laughs> uh, a 1-0 victory over Celtic. It's the last time. But, uh, but I spotted that uh, in 1936-37 season, Celtic beat Aberdeen 2-1. And there was 147,000 in attendance. Yep, Hamden's record. I think it's one. I think it's a European record for an attendance. It's, it's one four seven three six five. That's unbelievable. That's ridiculous. That's something else, isn't it? But of course, that's that's the days well before TV, radio, and probably carrier pigeon and everything else. So if you want ah, to see that, you're at the game. Yeah. Back when games kicked off at three o'clock on like <laughs> <That's right>. semi-finals. <laughs> Both right. semi-finals are kicking off at lunchtime. How's, how's that suit the Aberdeen fans coming down for Aberdeen? Well, the, uh, at the very least, it's on a Saturday, so the, the public transport's a wee bit better. But you're right, uh, quarter past 12 is still still difficult to get to. Uh, it's ridiculous. They did they did this um, did this last year as well with, with uh, other semi-final with St Johnston. It just didn't it just didn't have any sense of occasion about it. It was just a real. A real damp squib to bonus because you're up, you're up in the pub, eleven o'clock, trying to, trying to knock a couple of pints back before you jump in the bus and get in for the back of twelve, and it's just, yeah, it's just garbage. It's funny the 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 game yesterday, the, the Motherwell Aberdeen game was a quarter to four kickoff. I thought it was, I thought it was a great time. I, I don't know what it was, but I just really, I think I think there might be onto something a quarter to four kickoff because it's it's that way. But you still get your afternoon, but then. Go into the game, then you're back for the game, and you're teasing the table when you get in or that. It's, I think they're maybe onto something with that one. Decent crowd as well, so maybe that's the way forward. Quarter to four kickoffs. I think. T- I think if you're watching on the telly as well, it was a great day to watch it because the Celtic Dundee United game was a really good, entertaining game oh, for most yeah. part. And then you get the the Motherwell Aberdeen game after it, and it's just in fact. To be fair, I think all four games were this weekend have been fantastic. Is that what life without Rangers is like? <laughs> This is a point a lot of people are making though, that when you get these games that have got like a, a decent crowd behind them, and I think because it is a cup game, you've got teams just going out and going for it, I'm not worried too much about whether it's points this or points that or whether a draw does them, I think it makes a big, big difference and I mentioned this in the forum as well, Aberdeen had 
think it's about two and a half thousand uh, fans down at Motherwell yesterday, which for a game which is on Sky and is three and a half hours away from where you live, I thought was a thought was a brilliant effort, and they really um, they, were, they were superb start to finish. The Aberdeen fans yesterday, so if, if anybody deserves a, a win off the back of that, it's probably them. Like you say, it's a it's a cup game, so I, I mean, if if Celtic or Rangers have a bad week in the league, it's a bad week in the league, and they, they'll just be there or thereabouts when it comes to the, the title anyway. But if it's a bad week in the cup, they're out. That's it. So that you're you're going through, and you're you're one less Celtic or Rangers that you can play. Obviously, Celtic haven't really had that bad week in the cup yet, but you never know. It might happen in the semi final. It might happen in the final. Yeah, aye, who knows? So I thought I'd mention Paul Bann's charity bet. Oh, I've not done my statistic so, yet. Oh, is this a, a big statistic? You are bigger than the forum. Th- this is absolutely brilliant. Apparently, the last time Hibs won the cup, way back in 1902, <laughs> the Celtic beat St Mirren in the semi-final. Now, that's quite possible. Yep. And then Hibs beat Celtic in the final. And apparently, the brilliant reply to that is, yes, but Aberdeen didn't exist the last time Hibs won the cup. <laughs> That would just be Hibs luck though, wouldn't it? They'd beat Aberdeen, get to the final, and Celtic would absolutely hound them twelve 0 or something. That would be them right back to square one. Maybe beat them six one because we don't want to break that seven one record that we've got for cup finals. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time either. We beat Hibs in the seventies six one, and apparently, apparently there was a few Celtic fans in the crowd going, "Better not score any more." <laughs> It was, it was a good start this week, and I think it was worth bigging up, Chris. <laughs> so, I, the, the Paul Band, uh, it wasn't very good last week. I got a bit confused with how many we got right, but we only <laughs> got two out of five correct. And Forfar was one of them, despite me saying that Forfar let us down on Twitter. <laughs> so, this week, Paul's given us a, a four-team accumulator. He's went for Brecon to beat Albion. He's went for Cowdenbeath to beat Stennis Muir. He's went for Elgin to beat Easterlin and Aloha to beat Peterhead. So I've put a fiver on that and the potential return is £45.69p. So I'm hoping that because we've reduced it down to four teams, I hope we've got a bit better chance. Uh, the, the two away, the Elgin and Aloha, I think are bumping up the odds, but I think that they're, I think that they're all pretty good choices. Right, I think they're all fairly reasonable. Aloha is a good shout. Elgin as well, I think. Um, I was reading some somebody's fancy in Elgin as well, so that's probably probably get the two away ties up and the two home ones are like you then. Yeah, uh, Cowden Beath are, are doing really well in the, the second division. And Brecon, aye, should be alright. So £45. Hopefully, fingers crossed, but it's not, going, not been going very well. So we move on to the SPL, and uh, the first game up is live on Sky Sports 1 with a 12.45 kick-off, and that is Dundee United against Rangers. I mentioned earlier that I thought Dundee United played really well against Celtic, while they still had 11 men on the pitch. And even after Nielsen got sent off, they, they still they still played pretty well. Uh, I think the, the 4-0 win for Celtic did flatter them, but I think the second half they were, were dominant. Oh, I don't know... I'm, I'm tempted to, to go for a Dundee United victory in this because I think it's going to be too much for Rangers, uh, too much going on off the pitch. So, yeah, I'm going to go for a 1-0 victory to Dundee United and it doesn't feel good, but, yeah, 1-0 Dundee United. I, I was I was quite impressed with United at the weekend as well and, as you say, up until the sending off, they looked as though they were going to give 
um, going to give Celtic a decent game. So I think with the forward line they've got as well, um, Kai Smith and, and, and Russell, and I think big John Daly for me is, uh, I don't think he gets a lot of plaudits, but I think the big man is a, is a cracking SPL player. So I think, they, I think they'll cause problems for Rangers. It all comes down to how Rangers react after after the couple of weeks of, uh, sort of bad press they've been getting as well, and it might, might come down to whether players are looking to get a reaction and um, give the supporters something to cheer about. So I'm going to predict some goals in this one, and I'm going to go two each. I think Rangers are quite capable. Now that they've got all the, sort of the pay dispute stuff behind them, sort of. I know it's still in the background, and obviously they're still in administration, but there's almost been a completion over the last week that... Mm-hmm wasn't there before, so that might spur Rangers on. Having said that, like you say, I mean, John Daly, he ended up playing at centre-back at one point yesterday against Celtic. <laughs> he was all over Aye. him. He's I think he's a great player. He's one of these guys that I think he'd probably play in any position for you in that team as long as he was getting a game. Aye, definitely. I mean, I, he seemed to be, when he was playing up front, he certainly seemed to be causing us a few problems, and then you've obviously got Johnny Russell, he was another one that was all over the park in, uh, in the, the cup tie, and then but I kind of felt sorry for Mackay Stephen being the one that was sacrificed when Robbie Nielsen got sent off. Yeah. But he's another one, he he, he was uh, causing absolute mayhem for Rangers when it was the the, the previous round in the cup. Oh, Bartley was having nightmares about that. <laughs> I, I, was, I was half expecting Bartley to get sent off in that game, the way it was progressing. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a hard one to call, I think. Rangers are, are capable of winning up there. I think if Rangers are firing all cylinders, they might just do that. But then, I mean, then United, they almost won that cup tight at Canter. So I think home advantage, I'm going to have to say, probably a Dunn United 2-1 victory. That's assuming there isn't any paranoia kicking in and uh, obviously with the, the possibility of a title decider at Ibrox or the Celtic fans will be expecting an awful refereeing performance which helps Rangers it. So, <laughs> uh, what, is the, what is the situation here, Chris, with the, the title decider at Ibrox? I've heard that it's it could go down to a goal difference even if Rangers do lose the game against Dundee United and the I, game against Celtic. So there, There's two things that need to happen here. If Rangers drop any points at all, Celtic can stop Rangers winning the title entirely by beating them at Ibrox. The problem comes from the fact that Motherwell are still technically capable of catching Celtic even if they beat uh, Rangers at Ibrox. If Motherwell drop any points at all, then it's game on and the, the title can be won there and then. But while there's still a chance, if Motherwell managed to beat Aberdeen and beat Kilmarnock before Celtic Rangers play, mm-hmm. there's there's no chance of Celtic being able to win the title officially. Because they'll be on, I think it's 85 points if Celtic won that game, and Motherwell could still get to 85 points, and that's where the goal difference comes into. Right, OK, OK. Right, taking that into account, I'm changing my prediction then. <laughs> oh, <laughs> see, see I, I, I thought that the, the game at, at Ibrox had lost that significance. Uh, it would have if it would be on right now had Celtic beaten Aberdeen, but Celtic, Rangers dropping the points to Hearts straight after it meant it's still a possibility depending right. on this result. Right, so I'm, I think that it's, that's going to be too important to Rangers. I think it's it's going to push push them on to the next level. I think I'm going to go a one 0 victory to Rangers. I'm changing it. I'm staying with two one United. <laughs> So the next game up is Motherwell against Aberdeen. Again, boring. And I'm going to go for... Oh, I don't know. Uh, you're going to be without Lasley, you mentioned, Chris. 
and Hutchison, I take it if he's got concussion, then he won't no, be No, he's Hutchison's uh, suspended. Clancy's suspended. Oh, right. Craigan might be injured. Lasley's it. Hum, uh, Murphy's, Murphy's rubbish. <laughs> hey, I'm going to go for an away victory, but a tight one. I'm going to go for 1-0 to Aberdeen. Aye, I, I agree with you. I, th- I can't see us... I can't see us picking up any points um, on Saturday, to be honest with you. But the players that we've got out and we, we never looked that good against uh, Aberdeen at the weekend as well. We, we very rarely caused them any problems up front. Even Ajama had a, had a pretty quiet game by his standards. So unless we unless we pull some sort of um, some sort of miracle out the bag, yeah, I think I think uh, Saturday's game is an away banker. So I, I'm, I'm going to go to go Aberdeen. So, Chris, what's your prediction for the Motherwell-Aberdeen game? I think I'm going to say 2-1 for Motherwell. I'm going to be positive for them. I think they'll be better than they were last week uh, in the Cup. Um, I know they're struggling a bit with personnel, but I think they might just have that wee bit uh, extra if they hear that uh, Rangers have, in fact, been beaten with United because then they're three points and they're level with Rangers. So that might spur them on a wee bit. I don't think they're going to be as bad as they were. I just... I think they'll, they'll turn it around, they'll get the 2-1, get the goals. So the next game up is St Mirren against St Johnson. I'm going to go for an away victory in this one. I'm going to go for a St Johnson victory. going to go 1-0 to St Johnson. Aye, probably probably St Johnson for me as well. <coughs> St Mirren <coughs> doing reasonably well at the minute, but I think St Johnson are going to come back and have a wee bit of form towards the end of the season. So uh, 2-1, I'm going to go 2-1. This, this, this is a game that's going to confuse Laurie, isn't it? St. Martin and St. Johnson. You can't tell a difference. I can't. It's so similar. Yeah. Uh, see, just for a laugh, I'm going to say nothing each. I mean, St. Martin are good at getting nothing each. A Paul band. Yeah, Kelly Sheridan, I think, suspended for this after his, his red card a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Sandaza had an absolute howler in that game. He might be the difference. Nah, you know what? No, nothing each. <laughs> a, a Paul band. A Paul band. And that's it for Saturday's games. And on Sunday, we've got the Edinburgh Derby at 12 o'clock, live on ESPN. Uh, it's Hearts versus Hibs. I think that it's going to be a Hearts victory again. I think I think it's been a while now since Hibs have, have won in the Edinburgh Derby. I think Laurie himself was talking about almost getting bored of it, having it so easy. I think I'm going to go for an easy victory. I'm going to go for a 3-1 victory to Hearts. It better no be bored because this might be the last one in a wee while. There's always a still a chance you can make the Scottish Cup final together, but I mean they're unlikely to be on the same side of the, the split. If things could get the happen at Dunfermline and they get their act together, Hibby and they could get relegated. Still a possibility. Yeah. I don't think it's much I don't think it's likely, but I think it's still a possibility. So better enjoy this one while it lasts. Hers. I think this is gonna be a is it a, a test for Fenland. I think this is Fenland's first, maybe. Or did he take charge of the last one? I can't remember. Can't remember. I think if he did, it was very early in his, uh, his time at Hibs. He's had, a, he's had a chance to make changes now. Um, having said that, it's at Tyne Castle. Nah, it's going to be a Hearts one, I think. 2-1. It should be a cracking game, but 2-1 Hearts. Uh, likewise, I'm, I'm looking, forward to, um, looking forward to seeing this one or hearing about it anyway. Cause I, think, I think, like you're saying, Fenland's... Uh, Fenland will be left in, in no doubt as to the significance of this one with the where the Hibs and the Hearts fans. So he's he's, he's got to get his team fired up, and it's getting to the stage of the season where he's he's, he's really got to get some sort of reaction for Hibs. And if they can't do it in this game, then I think they maybe they maybe um, 
maybe in a wee bit of bother seeing that Hearts are at home as well. Their record and this is really good. I'm gonna go I'm gonna sit in the fence, I'm gonna go one each. One each, right. So that's us for the, the SPL and uh, the big game of the weekend is on a three o- just did that. <laughs> the, the three o'clock kickoff on BBC and that's Celtic against Kilmarnock in the, the League Cup final. Following Celtic's victory over Dundee United, there's been lots of talk of the, the treble being in the bag, but I think that the the cup, I think it, it elevates teams above the, the normal standing, and Kilmarnock have, have already shown this season that they've beaten Rangers home and away. They scored three goals against Celtic in one half. They obviously ended up going on to, to draw that game, but they showed that they can do it. So I think that, that Kelly have the quality in the team to, to do it on their day and a cup final, what better time to do that. I think that the smart money would be on a Celtic victory here, but I'm going to go for the romance of the cup and I'm going to go for a, a very narrow Kelly win. I'm going to go 1-0 Kamarnock. That's a, that's a bold one. That's a bold prediction. Um, I, the interesting thing for me will be, will be seeing how, how Shield sets his teams up, given these his criticism here in the last round and the fact they were putting men behind the ball and not really committing too many men forward. I'm fully expecting to see him lining Kamarnock up with a four three three or something, but I'm not sure that'll happen. <laughs> so I think I think if it does I think if it does Celtic will, will batter him into the middle of next week. I uh, I can't see any romance in this one at all. And having been having been at Hamden in May last year and been on the wrong end of Celtic. Um and the hand in days out, I, I think this is a, I think this is a doing in the cards for for Kilmarnock. I think it could be four 0 Celtic. Uh, I think if Kilmarnock are to win this, they're going to have to go against their own history. Uh, they've been in the final of this five times previously. They've lost to Dundee, they lost to Hearts, they lost to Rangers, they lost to Celtic, and they've lost to Hibs. So they've, they're actually holding the record at the moment of uh, five defeats without winning the trophy. I think this is going to be six, to be honest. <laughs> six nil? <laughs> no, I think it's going to be the sixth defeat in the, the sixth final. We haven't conceded any more than a goal since, fun enough, the Kilmarnock three each game. Uh, and I really don't see us. I mean, we might concede one, but I think, as you say, Kilmarnock are likely to set out an attack, and if that happens, they're going to get gobbed. <laughs> it's quite simple. It's, we, 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 we did it to uh, Hibs as well. It was just... Have set out to attack us and they weren't good enough, and I don't think Kilmarnock will be good enough. Dean Shields is pretty much their best player at the moment. Yeah. Heffernan started the season pretty well, but he's gone off a boil. I keep saying they're missing Pascali. I think Cammy Bell, if he plays, he might be he might be the difference between a Gubbin and a narrow victory or even better. But I think I think it's going to be three one, the same as it was in the semi final against Falkirk. I think Celtic are going to get the first of the, the the domestic trophies and keep the treble dream alive alive. Fun enough, the last time we did the treble, we beat Kilmarnock in the final of this and then went on to beat Hibs, which is still another possibility. <laughs> You've got all the stats up your sleeve, Chris. <laughs> I've read most of these on Twitter this week, to be honest. <laughs> I should give a shout out to SPL Stats. He's the one that gave me the the, the five uh, cup final defeats. I think he's a Kilmarnock fan, so he's probably a wee bit bitter about that. That's a, that's a brilliant, brilliant Twitter account to follow. If you're on, is it? It's SPL stats with obviously capital letters for the SPL, capital letter for the S as well. Yep. I think yep. I think that matters when you're on Twitter. 
That's uh, that's not what you were telling me a minute ago. You were telling me it was the Imogen Thomas account, the one you were following Twitter. Not a day with SPL stats. Well, if, <laughs> if, if you're if you're looking for somebody to follow, then Imogen Thomas is one. Because especially if you want to see what kind of support she gives to our, our country when they're, they're playing rugby, it's a, an interesting <laughs> style. <laughs> I think having seen that photo, I, I think she's definitely in need of a lot of support. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're wondering who, who's written that on because she, she didn't write that on herself. No, there's no way she would have written it so so neatly. An unnamed Premiership footballer, perhaps. <laughs> Although it's maybe missing a wee apostrophe if I'm going to be too critical. <laughs> <laughs> so if you if you are on Twitter, you could follow me. I'm S Football Forums. Chris is Chris. 1888, is that correct? Yep, yep. K-R-Y-S, 1888. Yep. And Greg is Greg Barry. Yeah, I'd have a tweet in, though, so don't bother following me, you'll be, be a waste of a click of a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I do nothing but tweet, so unless you want to be bored about Celtic, I wouldn't follow me either. And you can also follow Laurie, give him a mention, Laurie Dunsire. Right, go back to studying. Yeah, I... Get him away for watching films. He was watching Mrs. Doubtfire at five in the morning <laughs> the other night. I've seen them. In, in, between, in between email and UEFA yeah. to find out what was happening with the Harrison and Johnston Cup game. He needs to get back to the study. Yeah. Some boy. And if you're not a member of the, the forum, get involved. It's forums.scottishfootballforums.co.uk. You can log in using your Facebook or your Twitter account or just using a, a username and password. We run a SPL predictor on there. It's free to enter. Basically, you just predict uh, the score of the games, just like we do in the, the podcast, and you could win £20 in the monthly prize. And I, th- well, I think that's it for my plug-in. And that's it for the podcast as well. That's has got to the end, guys. Thanks a lot for coming on. Yep, thanks a lot. Yeah, it's no problem. Right, cheers, and maybe see you next week. Hopefully. I wonder if we'll see Laurie next week. I wonder if that will depend on what happens in that Edinburgh derby. That, that was the day he was meant to be coming back, I think. Was fall, might, following the derby. He might hide, depending on what the result is. <laughs> yeah. Right. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>